Hello, and welcome to BSN Extra, the show that has everything you need to know about Bearcat sports. I'm your host, Carlos Zimmerman. With the month of March, nothing but excitement comes from it. With men's and women's basketball's regular season now finished, plus baseball and softball, they're in full swing with conference play coming up very soon. We've got a lot to talk about on today's edition of the show, so when we come back, we'll give you a look into the state of the whack and what it means for Bearcats men's and women's basketball. So find a comfy spot, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll be back after this. Fans, welcome back to Whack Vegas. As we celebrate more than a decade of madness at the Orleans Arena, the 2022 Hercules Tires Whack Basketball Tournament, March 9th through the 12th. In this year, there are even more games to watch with 20 teams in Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to WhackSports.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here on BSN Extra. Thanks once again for joining me once again this week. Got a lot to talk about on today's edition. Man, oh man, it's the month of March, ladies and gentlemen. And for those that not aware of what the month of March means for me, it's simply madness. No pun intended. Really, the pun is fully intended. But March Madness is here. Conference tournaments starting to kick off across the country. The Bearcats, of course, Their conference tournament kicks off next week, March 9th through the 12th, over at the Orleans Arena in Vegas. But still a lot of business to be taken care of coming up over the next couple of days. Now, I do want to preface that this episode will not be posted until after the matchup with Sam Houston and Tarleton. So it's going to be just a bunch of speculation scenarios that we're going to look at in this first segment, so bear with me on that one. First, I want to look ahead to Saturday's slate of games. The Bearcats are not playing in those, but they are going to be crucial when you look at it. But looking at tonight, first off, as this one is on being recorded on Thursday, Tarleton, of course, facing Sam Houston. Sam Houston, a favorite in this one. Dixie and Abilene, that's going to be another one the Bearcats are going to have to watch. And Utah Valley and Grand Canyon, another game that Bearcats are going to have to watch as well. But looking ahead to Saturday, it is a full slate of games. The Bearcats are the only team that is off. Looking at it, at 3 p.m., California Baptist playing Lamar. That's not really affecting the Bearcats all that much. Chicago and Seattle U. That is a game the Bearcats are going to look at as well in terms of where they're going to end up being seated. Chicago State, of course, picking up an unprecedented upset of New Mexico State just this last weekend. And then looking forward as well, three 7 o'clock tips. SFA is at UTRGV down in Edinburgh. Tarleton is at Abilene Christian. It could be a trap game there for the Wildcats. Dixie State is at Grand Canyon. That's always pesky as well. And then at 8 o'clock, Utah Valley and New Mexico State and arguably what will be the game of the day and the game to watch. That one happening in Las Cruces. That is what ahead. what is ahead on Saturday. At this moment, when you look at the standings, three-way tie for first. And you may ask how the heck that happened. Well, SFA made that happen just the other night. SFA knocking off New Mexico State in Las Cruces. That is 
the key part there, in Las Cruces. New Mexico State has not lost a game at Pan Am since 2017 to a whack opponent. That's I should preface that. To a whack opponent. And SFA did that. And that has thrown a whole monkey wrench into everything. If the Chicago State game didn't throw a monkey wrench, this one did. And for sure, that Chicago State win for them threw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. That They really did. So, three-way tie at the top. New Mexico State holds the number one spot for the moment with tiebreakers. Seattle is second. SFA is third. Bearcats are fourth. Grand Canyon, having not, they have two games remaining with the one coming up later tonight and then the one on Saturday. And that is the battle for the top couple of seats. The Bearcats, however, cannot get the two seed. And that's now we'll look into the scenarios for everyone that has a chance to get a top five or so seed. Because at the moment, Bearcats are in a rough spot being in that four spot, but things could get better. Now, uh, before we get going here, I do want to credit Stephen Wagner over at Las Cruces Sun News for providing these uh, scenarios as I was not able to find much else on it. So a big thank you to Stephen Wagner over at the Las Cruces Sun News. So first off, want to preface the tie-breaking procedures. Now, if there is a two-way tie, the winner of the head-to-head competition obviously is the higher seed if they met head-to-head. Now, if that's a tie, the next tiebreaker would be the team's record against common opponents, starting with the teams with the best records. And if a tie still remains, the school with the highest NCAA evaluation tool, that is net rankings, they earn the higher seed. Now, this is posted before SFA, beat New Mexico State, so we'll try to smooth that out. New Mexico State, the only way they finish first is they got they had to beat you SFA on Wednesday. Didn't happen. And so now the scenario for them to get first is now they just have to beat Utah Valley, and then they would have a share with Seattle. Now, and here's the scenario if they lose, since they lost, they like I said, they got to beat Utah Valley. Now, if they lose both games... They would need Seattle and SFA to both lose on Saturday to claim a share of the title and win the top overall seed. The Aggies will finish second if they lose on Saturday. SFA beats UTRGV. Seattle loses to Chicago State. And then Sam Houston loses to Tarleton tonight. That's the key there if if the Aggies finish second. Because remember, the Bearcats have a tiebreaker over New Mexico State, having already beat them once and the only time they met earlier this season over at Johnson. The Aggies will fall to third if they lose on Saturday. Seattle beats Chicago State. And SFA beats UTRGV. That's the key word there. Beats UTRGV. Seattle beats Chicago State. And then Sam Houston loses to Tarleton. That's the other key if they finish third. The New Mexico State Aggies can fall all the way to fourth if they lose to Utah Valley on Saturday and Seattle, SFA, and Sam Houston win out. That is how crazy it could get. For New Mexico State. Looking at Seattle, the only game they have left on the docket is on Saturday against Chicago State. Red Hawks, they will get first if they win out and New Mexico State loses on Saturday. However, if the Red Hawks lose Saturday, New Mexico State would have to lose and then SFA would have to also lose to UTRGV to get the one seed. That is it for Seattle. They cannot really fall anywhere else, according to this. SFA, of course, beating New Mexico State, 
So, in the case that they win out, and they would need both New Mexico State and Seattle to both lose on Saturday. Now, in the event that all three schools finish with a tie, New Mexico State and Seattle both hold the tiebreaker over SFA. They would finish third. Now, here's your key for the Bearcats. Currently in the fourth spot right now, they get Tarleton later tonight, of course. We'll not know the result of that until after this is posted. They beat Tarleton. If they beat Tarleton and SFA loses, well, actually looking at this since this is outdated, since SFA won, the Bearcats are not in the best spot right now to climb up to third. However, they could have some things go their way if New Mexico State loses against Utah Valley. They would need Grand Canyon to lose one of its two games this week. So I believe the Bearcats may be a deadlock into the fourth spot with how the result of New Mexico State and SFA went last night. Now, don't quote me on that. We'll see how that all pans out. As for Grand Canyon, they can they can jump all the way to second if, well, now that they would need SFA to lose twice. So that won't happen either. So there's a lot of unknowns at the moment with how the rest of the season's going to pan out. Now, I'll offer my predictions on the men's side before we transition over to the women's side. With the games left, I feel Sam Houston can beat Tarleton later tonight. So that would put them at 13-5. and five. I think SFA is going to beat UTRGV on Saturday. Seattle against Chicago State in Seattle? I feel like Chicago State, with the momentum they have right now, they could really set themselves up big. And then New Mexico State. That's the other anomaly. So, if we go off of what I'm predicting is going to be good, and I think Grand Canyon can easily win both their games. So, New Mexico State loses. Seattle loses. SFA wins. SFA will be the one. The Bearcats win. They could probably, hmm, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't want to speculate too much about it. So, really, that top five, it's going to be on Saturday when we find out who is going to be atop the whack. Now, however, Utah Valley could also still jump into the picture as well. They are currently in the sixth spot at 10 and 6. They have two games remaining. Could be setting up big for them. They have, Remember, they have a tiebreaker against Sam Houston. So if Sam Houston were to lose to Tarleton, that would be the worst-case scenario for the Bearcats. Abilene Christian's currently in the seventh spot right now at 9-7. and seven. Has not been a great year for the defending Southland champions who won in the tournament last year. As of this moment, the only seed that has been confirmed has been California Baptist. At 6-11, and 11, they are the eighth seed for the tournament. They will await either UTRGV or Chicago State, pending how the weekend goes. If Chicago State beats Seattle and UTRGV lose, Chicago State is the nine seed. RGV would be the 10 seed, and it's remained to be seen whether who will be that seven seed, whether that be Utah Valley or Abilene Christian playing on that first day of the tournament, not at the Orleans Arena in Vegas. And, of course, Lamar eliminated from that picture. Looking at women's basketball now. Now, I don't have any scenarios on hand regarding that, but it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a cluster, ladies and gentlemen. 
the one seed firmly locked up, SFA. Man, what a ride they have been on this season, 16-0. and Grand Canyon, California Baptist, they're going to be battling for that two seed. Grand Canyon is 12-4. and California Baptist is 12-5. and And now here's where it gets crazy. There is a two-game separation from fourth all the way down to ninth. When you push Tarleton out of the picture because they will not be competing in the tournament, Utah Valley is 9-7. and seven. The Bearcats are 9-9 nine and nine following their loss to Tarleton just the other night, 83-63 in Stephenville. Bearcats are done for the season, of course, coming up later tonight here, Thursday, March 3rd. New Mexico State is at Stephen F. Austin. Lamar is at UTRGV, and Grand Canyon is at Utah Valley. Now, the Bearcats have a tiebreaker against Utah Valley. So if on Saturday, Utah Valley loses to New Mexico State, if, they, if Utah Valley loses out, the Bearcats could be able to jump Utah Valley and put themselves in the four seed. However, when you look at how they've played this season against Abilene Christian, they split, so that would go down to common opponent, and I don't have that scenario quite on hand, so I apologize about that. But the, for the Bearcats, it could set themselves up in a good spot, and with how I think the rest of this season's going to pan out, they are going to be at least the five seed. So they'll at least have one bye. I don't see them fall. They cannot fall to that first day because UTRGV, they beat both times. So they can't fall that far. Abilene Christian's that anomaly that I'm trying to figure things out. Lamar, they split their uh, series with the Cardinals, if I remember correctly. And if I don't, I will look very stupid. Yep, they did split their series. So a lot of things could happen on the women's side of things. But all we know right now, SFA's the one seed, and they are setting themselves up in a very good position. Now, before we had to break... I want to say that it's a, it, it was a very good run, really, for both teams. Both men's and women's basketball had really good runs at some point in the year. For men's, it started at the beginning of conference, getting to knock off Lamar and UTRGV, tough loss to Tarleton, but then the streak began. Beat SFA, beat New Mexico State at home, beat Grand Canyon here at home, and then knocking off various more opponents for men's basketball. But as of late, they've hit a little bit of a snag because it has not been the easiest path for the Bearcats since that streak ended with that loss to Seattle up in Seattle. Since that, they beat Dixie, but then lost to Utah Valley, won three straight against Chicago State, Abilene Christian, and UTRGV, but then now two straight losses, a tough one, a heartbreaker, kind of a eh, Lost to Stephen F. Austin in the Nacogdoches, but then just got the teeth knocked in by Grand, by Grand Canyon over in uh, Phoenix. Now, that atmosphere, it, it's something else. I mean, just listening to it, I was producing that game for Rob Hip over at KSAM 1017, and just listening to that atmosphere, it was electric. So, what the Bearcats need to do is just take care of their business later tonight, knock off Tarleton, and setting then the rest of uh, the, your destiny is on everybody else. So you control your destiny up until about 9.30 tonight. And after that, it's up to everyone else to see where you will fall in terms or fall or jump in terms of the WAC tournament. 
And then women's basketball, for them, it's been, you know, uh, up and down season, and we all know why. I mean, for one, not having your coach out there for part of the season, it, and for, for a good majority of the opening part of the season, is not ideal. But now having her back, so great to see. Because when you, when you look back at the start of conference play, 0-6, losses to Abilene Christian, Lamar, Stephen F. Austin, Tarleton, New Mexico State, and Grand Canyon before you go on the streak of a lifetime, knocking off UTRGV, then California Baptist at home, the number one team at the time, Seattle, the next day or so. Then you beat Dixie, Utah Valley in overtime, mind you, on, uh, in that Dixie State game. I remember, if I remember correctly, uh, yeah, yeah, in overtime over Dixie State. Thank you, Demaya Telemach. Chicago State knocking them off and then beating Lamar. And then over the last two, four game, five games, you go two and three. Not, not the best, losing to Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, and Tarleton, but knocking off UTRGV and Grand Canyon at home. So that, that sets themselves up in a good spot. And despite the loss to Tarleton, I feel that, you know, women's basketball has a little bit of momentum. They have themselves in the top half of the conference. They could really find themselves, you know, running into another Abilene Christian and being able to have an opportunity to try and beat them. Running into, uh, let's say, a Utah Valley, a team that you've beaten. So I say all that to say that for both men's basketball and women's, it's going to be obviously something different playing in that WAC tournament. Never have played there before. You've spent so many years down in Katy at the Southland tournament. Now you have something new. What are you going to do in the new atmosphere that elevates your, your team to a new level? Because remember what's on the line, folks. An appearance in the NCAA tournament for either team, can they make it happen? It's going to be tough, but I believe in the Cats. We'll talk baseball, softball, and an update from soccer coming up here on BSN Extra. Third-generation Bearcat, Tacey Webb, roped her way to a national championship through her hard work and fearless dedication. Trading her saddle for nursing scrubs, Tacey set her sights in another arena, place where she can champion the needs of others. Since 1879, we've been helping students like Tacey reach their championship potential. Sam Houston State University, a great name in education. Welcome back, everyone, here on BSN Extra. Of course, an exciting week and, and week coming up for basketball. But now switching gears over to baseball and softball here in just a few moments. But do want to make a note on some breaking news from women's soccer. Yes, I know it's the spring, but some news on women's soccer. Uh, head coach Tom Brown has stepped down as the head coach of Sam Houston soccer after 14 years in this position, the second coach, head coach in program history when he was hired in 2008, and he leaves 
Sam Houston with a record of 103 wins, 136 losses, and 22 draws, including a conference record of 64 and 64 and 11 draws. Last season, the Bearcats went 4 and 3 in the WAC, qualifying for the WAC tournament. Here's what Coach Brown had to say. Quote, after much consideration, I have decided to resign from my position as head coach soccer of soccer here at Sam Houston State. It has been my pleasure to work at such an amazing university. I want to thank Bobby Williams and Chris Thompson for the opportunity they gave me 14 years ago. I have enjoyed working with my fellow coaches, the athletic trainers, strength and conditioning staff, academic service staff, and everyone who has helped to support the program. Most of all, I am thankful to the players who have worked so hard to represent this team, this university, and continue to represent us in the community. It has been a real honor and blessing to be here. And uh, now I want to be able to thank uh, head coach Tom Brown as well. He was a frequent guest here on BSN Extra at least four or five times during the soccer season. He was able to sit down, come in and sit down, and then being able to talk with him over the phone about Bearcat soccer. It's been an absolute pleasure to have him on the show and we wish him nothing but the best of luck in his future endeavors going out from here at Sam Houston. So Tom, thank you very much for uh, being able to contribute and help us out whenever uh, we needed some information or um, on Bearcat soccer or just coming on to the show here. So we thank you very much, Tom, for being with us here on BSN Extra over the, the last semester. So now, Looking ahead now to baseball, and really the headline, if you want me to write a headline on it, is the fast start has cooled off just a bit. Has not been ideal for baseball over the last few bits. Despite setting an attendance record on Tuesday night against Texas, the number one team in the country, losing 10-2, to and then being swept by Dallas Baptist over the weekend. And, you know, and I, I say swept, and it, it it's not the worst way to put it. I mean, it, it is a sweep, but the Bearcats were in every game. Friday, 2 nothing loss. And then the doubleheaders on Sunday, a 3-2 loss in the first game and then a 4-1 loss in the third game. Just a tough go of it. The weather wasn't that great either. So not, not all is lost, obviously. We're so early into this season, so there's not much else to say. But to say that the fast start has cooled off a bit, is really got some substance to it. So looking back at that Texas and Sam Houston game, the Bearcats got it going early. They were up one nothing before UT just strung together a lot a slew of runs going 10 unanswered in from the 3rd to the 7th inning, putting up 2 in the 3rd, 4 in the uh excuse me, 3 in the 4th and then a scoreless 5th, 3 in the 6th, 2 in the 7th before the Bearcats added one more in the bottom of the 8th and that would be it. Again, a packed crowd, 2,928 for Don Sanders Stadium. A new attendance record in the Don. It's always good stuff to see. It's just the Bearcats just could not quiet some of the bats for Texas. And three of them to point out is Douglas Hoda the third, three of five, two runs scored, two RBIs, a walk and a strike and a strikeout. Eric Kennedy, two of six with a run scored and an RBI. And looking further down here, um, another big one, Skylar Messenger hit the big home run for Texas, the lone home run in the ball game for either side. Messenger going two of five with that home run, two runs scored and two RBIs left two on. And the other key, man, Andre Duplantier. 
What a game. Six innings of one-hit baseball and just the one earned run given up there in the second two walks and two strikeouts. For the Bearcats on the other side, when you look at the hitting, really the best night came from the only man that put a multi-hit game together. Two of three was Clayton Chadwick with a walk and a strikeout. Four double, three doubles in the game with Carlos Contreras, Clayton Chadwick, and Luke Repka. So you, you got runners on, just couldn't capitalize. Uh, but the three errors really hurt as well. One from Wyszkowski, Chadwick, and Brandon Pruitt. That is what hurt. Then looking on the pitching side, Wesneski kind of had a rough night. Four innings, eight hits, given up five earned runs, and four strikeouts. The bullpen not having faring much better. Havlicek going an inning in two-thirds. Three earned runs given up in the one hit. Walked three batters. And Matt Rudis, two and two-thirds of work. Two earned runs given up. Three hits, a pair of walks, and a pair of strikeouts. And that was before uh, Gavi Coldiron and Blaine Romero were able to shut things down for the final two innings and two-thirds, only giving up two hits apiece. Romero getting two strikeouts in the ninth. So not the ideal way to go against Texas on a crawfish boil night, but here's the thing. Texas proved that they're the number one team in the country. The Bearcats did Phenomenally going nearly sweeping Nebraska, beating Oklahoma State, the number four team in the country at the time. And so it's not like that they were facing anyone terrible. So, but Texas proving that they belong at the top, and they do with the way they played on Tuesday. So now what's next for the Bearcats? They have Texas Southern coming up this weekend. It's going to be the 57th through the 59th meeting with the Tigers and the Bearcats. This is the right time to be able to be facing them. They have owned the Tigers, to say the least, 52-4 and four against Texas Southern. They have not lost to Texas Southern since 2011. That was a neutral site loss to Houston, in Houston, excuse me, 8-6. to six. And the Bearcats have never lost at the dawn to Texas Southern. So a lot could be on the line this weekend for the Bearcats in terms of those streaks. Texas Southern, they are 6-4 to start this season. Started off 6-0, and oh, a four-game sweep of Arlington Baptist. 12-0, 13-0, 13-0 again, and then 8-2 to close the series. And then a two-game sweep of Wiley College, 17-4, and then 19-4. And since those series, they have lost four straight. They lost to UTRGV twice, 6-1, and then 1-0. Then they lost to Houston, 11-4, and then lost to Tulane, 10 to 2. But here's the big key here about Texas Southern. They lead the country in stolen bases. They have 48 stolen bases as a team and have been only caught stealing seven times. That's incredible. I, I don't care who you are. That is incredible. The nearest team to them is Purdue with 36. And that's a power five, mind you. Texas Southern tearing it up on the base paths. Jonathan Thomas, he leads the team with 18 stolen bags. Tyrese Claiborne has eight, and then Justin Cooper has six, Cooper being the only one that has never been caught stealing. The three of them combining to go 32 of 37, something that you're going to have to watch this weekend. So with Wisniewski starting Tuesday, you would have to think you're going to be likely seeing Matt Dillard at some point in this series. Uh, Colton Atkinson will be someone you will see as well, the preseason all-wax selection. So Bearcats can be able to pick up a sweep here. They would get back above 500 at 7-5 and five before conference play kicks off next weekend with Tarleton. We'll look more into that next week 
on the next edition of the show. Looking at softball. Oddly enough, like baseball, they are also on a four-game skid, losing twice to UNLV in Lake Charles, plus a loss to UT Arlington at that tournament hosted by McNeese. And they also played UT this weekend. Now, UT on the softball side, not a number one team, but the Bearcats, of course, having history with Texas in the playoffs. Playoffs. But Texas got the upper hand the other night, 2 nothing. So looking back at now, the Texas matchup for softball. Close game throughout. And Texas got the early run, but... Bearcats shut them down from the second to the fifth inning before giving up one more in the sixth. So, man, Bearcats just kept up with such a tough team. Ten and seven to start their season. Just could not string many hits together. Bearcats were only allowed only were only allowed two hits in the game. One of them coming from Hannah Schaefer, the sophomore catcher, and from the DP. And then the starting pitcher, Braley Wasick, had to hit as well a walk and a strikeout. On the other side for Texas, their runs came from Janae Jefferson, who drove in one, went two for three, and then Katie Camuse, Camuch, I should say. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm botching that. One of three and had that RBI as well. Katie having that home run, the lone home run in the game. Or excuse me, Wasik did not pitch. I apologize, folks. I'm so sorry. Oh, man, it's been a long day already. Christine Billmeyer was the one that was on the circle for the Bearcats. Wasik being a DP, who's also a pitcher, was the one trying to help out Billmeyer, her pitching teammate. Billmeyer went six innings, eight hits, given up two earned runs, struck out three. Haley Dolcini went, set, went the full seven, only giving up two hits, two walks, 14 strikeouts for Dolcini. Wow, that's impressive. And that's really was the difference between Texas and Sam Houston. Sam Houston was in it, just could not capitalize when you got runners on base. So once you look back at that, looking ahead now to the series with Lamar, the WAC conference opener, the first game games to be played for both Lamar and Sam Houston in the WAC conference in terms of playing each other in conference play. This is going to be the 27th and 29th to 29th meeting with Lamar. The Bearcats won their last matchup with them. It was a neutral site win in Austin, 12 to 6. Cats lost the last time they were in Huntsville. Uh, they hosted Lamar in Huntsville, 5 to 3, and that was all the way back in 29. Oh, excuse me, 2019. So something to note there. Bearcats are 10 and 3 at the Bearcats softball complex against Lamar. While, however, in Beaumont, they're 4 and 6. Lamar. As for them, they're also off to a bit of a slow start this season. They're 4-11 and 11 at this point with wins over Memphis. That was in the Puerto Vallarta Challenge in Mexico, 3-1. They beat Creighton in the Cardinal Classic, 7-5 in six innings. And then they opened the Houston tournament with a pair of wins over Texas A&M Corpus Christi, 5-3, and then beat the host, Houston, 6-5. So both these teams are going to be looking for quick starts to their to their conference play and try to get that early edge as you know as we know the Bearcats and Lamar they're on that southwest division side so you got SFA over there as well Abilene Christian amongst others and Tarleton as well that's another one as well so you're never going to see that other side of the bracket till you get to the WAC tournament which is going to be hosted here 
in Huntsville at the Bearcats Softball Complex. So something to look forward later on in the year. Bearcats would love to take three wins this weekend. They have a doubleheader coming up on Friday, 4 4 p.m. and 6 p.m., and then the one game on Saturday coming up at 12 p.m. We'll dive into that a little bit more here in just a second. Now time to take a look ahead to the weekend and where you can watch and listen this weekend's action. Looking at men's golf, they are going to be at the Lambkin's Lambkin's Grips SD Classic coming up on Monday. A lot of S's in there. And coming up on Monday and Tuesday, the tourney is hosted by the San Diego Toreros at the San Diego Country Club coming up on Monday and Tuesday. Women's Golf, they're following up their seventh place finish for Jennifer Herbst at the Gold Rush Tournament hosted by Long Beach State. The Long Beach State. And the team also finished seventh, so they're going to be in Jacksonville, Florida, at the UNF Collegiate, hosted by the North Florida Ospreys, at the Jacksonville Country Club, or excuse me, the Jacksonville Golf Club, also coming up on Monday and Tuesday. Now, where can you catch the weekend's games for baseball and softball? Looking at softball first, coming up on Friday, you can have the game at 4 p.m. That's the first game of two on the day. And then the next one coming up at 6 p.m., both of them, uh, all three this weekend against Lamar. The Friday games will be broadcasted on ESPN+. Plus. My good friend and colleague, Jordan Smith, will have the call on both of those. As well, on Saturday, March 5th, they will close the series with Lamar. That one at 12 p.m. Cancer awareness game, so come out and support everyone here this weekend at the Softball Complex. Colin Neal will have the call on 90.5 KSHE for that Saturday game at 12 p.m. Now looking at baseball on the other side. Uh, There will be no ESPN production, ESPN Plus production this weekend, so you get a full radio slate almost with the Friday game at 6.30 p.m. against Texas Southern. Should be a very fun matchup this weekend with Texas Southern. You you never know what you're going to get. That game will be on 90.5 KSHU if you can't make it out to the Don. Colin Neal and Christian Cortez will have the call of that Friday game. Saturday, March 5th, the game at 3 p.m., pitching against pediatric cancer, so get out to the Don this Saturday as well. The game first pitch coming at 3 p.m., and then on Sunday they'll close the series with Texas Southern at 1 p.m. That game will also be on 90.5 KSHU. Colin Neal will have that call for you coming up with pregame at 12.50 p.m. So a lot of stuff going on this weekend here in Huntsville. That's right. Basketball is off. Everyone is here in Huntsville outside, of course, of men's and women's golf. So go out to the Don, go to the Bearcats softball complex, go enjoy some great baseball and softball. And by the way, folks, the weather's going to be fantastic for both of these games with it forecasted right now on Friday. Well, I say that, and we're now expecting rain on Saturday. Man, I just nothing's going my way today. <laughs> it's all good, though. Having a lot of fun here on BSN Extra. The, it'll be cloudy this weekend, but... The weather will be somewhat decent in terms of temperatures. So go out and support baseball and softball coming up this weekend. That's going to do it here for us on BSN Extra. We'll be back again next week for another edition. We'll also have the BSN Extra live back this week coming up on Tuesday. So you're not going to want to miss that. But the week after that is spring break, so we'll be off for that whole week. And then we hope you stick with us through the rest of this semester as we continue to push on men's and women's basketball. They're going to be in Vegas next week, so we're going to have 
all of that and more right here on BSN Extra. For everyone here at the BSN Extra studios, for my producers, Jason Barfield and Sheridan McGrew, my name is Carlos Zimmerman. Thank you so much for joining us here today. As always, friends, eat them up, cats, and have a pleasant tomorrow. And we're going to see you next time right here on BSN Extra.